Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. In this segment, we're going to have a brief conversation with Olga. Now, Olga's a special education teacher from California who's living with a rare inherited rapidly progressive disease called hereditary ATTR amyloidosis, also known as HATTR amyloidosis. Olga is here to discuss the impact that this disease has had on her family's life as well as her own life. She's going to talk about about her experience living with it, including her participation in a clinical trial for Amvutra. It's a new treatment recently approved by the FDA to treat this condition in adults. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Olga. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And I am a paid consultant for Island Pharmaceuticals. So I appreciate you having me. And I'm super excited uh, to be able to speak with you today and share my personal experience. First, tell us how you first learned about HATTR amyloidosis and how you came to be diagnosed in the first place. Well, my journey with HATTR amyloidosis began long before I even uh, began to experience my own symptoms. I witnessed, uh, sadly, my mom battles very strange and debilitating symptoms. Um, And some of those were neuropathy, uh, which she had, you know, burning sensation in her hands and feet. Um, that over time actually progressed up to her arms and legs. And uh, she was, it, it was a long time for her to get diagnosed, but uh, she eventually was diagnosed with um, HATTR, amyloidosis, at 60 years of age um, when we went to Portugal looking to get her tested there. And, um, and then at that time, uh, she did not really uh, have a, a, a treatment plan. Her doctors really were only managing her pain. There were no treatment options available. So my mom's symptoms actually got worse over time. And over a course of about eight years, she was bedridden um, and eventually passed away when she was only 68. And then the other person in my family would be, I have a twin brother named Marco. He began to experience similar symptoms when he was 43 and he was diagnosed, um, actually before he turned 43 and was diagnosed when he was 43. Um, It was really devastating for me to see that because I had seen what my mom went through and um, you know, my brother's disease um, at that point, uh, again, there was no treatment, began to progress through the years, just like my mom and you know, his hands, his feet. um, Sometimes he would burn his, his fingers and his hands when he was handling you know, food dishes that were hot and not realize that he had even burned them. Um, I became very scared of getting tested because I knew it was hereditary. Mm-hmm. And even though I didn't have the symptoms, uh, you know, severe symptoms like my brother, um, I did have carpal tunnel uh, syndrome at some point and also experienced plantar fasciitis um, back then. And I was terrified that maybe those could be attributed to the H. ATTR amyloidosis. Mm-hmm. And eventually I decided to get tested. Um, Marco was encouraging me to do so. And sure enough, the results came back positive. At that point, it was just really difficult news to take in. I was in my classroom and I felt like the ceiling was just going to cave in on me. Um, I was overwhelmed uh, just with the thought of the, you know, of, of that diagnosis, terrified because I had seen what it did to my mom. And I was seeing how it, that disease was progressively just uh, impacting my twin brother in such a severe way. And uh, so at that point, I was just... Were you a caregiver for your mother and your brother? 
I was not a primary caregiver, although uh, we hired some people to stay with her. Um, she needed 24-7 care, uh, but I was there practically every day after work in the evenings. Um, for Marco, uh, he lived a, further, a little bit further away. He had his own caregiver um, that he hired, and obviously I would you know, visit him on a regular basis, but I, wouldn't, you know, I did what I could. You talked about having no treatments when your mom was diagnosed and the same condition when your brother was diagnosed. When you received your diagnosis, what type of uh, options were available for you at that time? Well, by the time that I received my diagnosis, um, you know, I had already, my brother um, had been doing a lot of research and was aware of some clinical trials. And so at that point, you know, I was very eager to, 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 to find something that would potentially help me. Uh, I had first learned about the uh, Helios A phase three clinical trial from Marco. Um, and at that point, you know, he had told me that I probably would have to get evaluated to see if I even qualified. And this was a study that would, was evaluating uh, the efficacy and safety of Lutriceran um, the Ambutra, mm-hmm. and in patients that are a lot, you know, like me with the HATTR amyloidosis and with polyneuropathy. That drug actually went on to be approved by the U.S. Um, FDA uh, as Ambutra just a couple of months ago in June yeah. of this year. So you weren't hesitant about joining this trial once you heard about it and realized that there was a possibility for some, some care? Well, uh, I, there, there was a bit of a time lapse ah. because even though I received that diagnosis, you know, I had, I, it took a while for me to really um, accept that diagnosis, which was around, you know, August of 2018. And I really didn't get started uh, with the clinical trial until the following year, like July over the summer of 2019. So, you know, um, yeah, there was, there was, there was a, a huge learning curve there yeah. in accepting okay. that diagnosis. Okay. Well, how has uh, Amvutra worked for you thus far? Well, since enrolling in the Helios A study um, and starting that treatment with Amvutra, uh, my neuropathy impairment has improved. Mm-hmm. Um, I still enjoy being very active and, you know, I'm a jogger, a runner. I like to take walks uh, with my husband. So I'm very grateful that I'm, I'm still very mobile. Um, I'm not really experiencing the severe symptoms that, you know, I I thought I might have, but but I believe that Ambutra is really, you know, helping helping me with that. I have a very busy schedule. Um, and so for me, the biggest uh, bonus or the biggest plus about the treatment is that my dosing schedule is once every three months. Mm-hmm. And as a teacher, that is huge because I only, you know, I'm missing very minimal um, school time. Um of course, there are times when I when I have my treatment, um, when I receive the Ambutra uh, dosing, that I feel fatigued, a little bit fatigued. Um, my vitamin levels have decreased, and those are some of the some of the common side effects that you know Ambutra has has seen during the clinical trial. Um, there there are other symptoms um, that you can have. I have not experienced these, but, uh, one of them is arthralgia, which is joint pain, mm-hmm. dyspnea, which is the breath. And of course i mentioned the low vitamin A levels. Okay. Um, everyone may have a different experience, but that's been my experience thus far. This is a rare inherited disease. Although it happened to your mother, yourself, and your brother, 
Have you found it difficult to get any other information on this condition now that you've been diagnosed? Is it still quite a challenge to get properly diagnosed? I, I mean, I, I, I've done a lot of research and Marco has as well. And I believe, you know, I think I heard that the average time, I mean, someone um, was telling me that they had read something that it takes a while because of the symptoms. It could be something else. It takes, you know, it can take a while for a physician to diagnose uh, this disease. Um, I, I noticed that there's more information uh, since I've been in the clinical trial, and maybe that's because I've actively been looking for it. Uh, so initially, though, before, there was nothing. I mean, no one really even knew what amyloid doses meant. So I believe that that's, that's my goal, is I hope that it becomes more and more um, uh, popular, you know, that's going to be out there so people can, can hear about it. Well, Olga, is there anything that you'd like to add for our listeners? Absolutely, there is. I would say that if you are out there, you have carpal tunnel, you've got plantar fasciitis, something like I did, and you're trying to get a diagnosis or your doctors are saying it might be something and it sounds odd, I just encourage you to advocate for yourself and to ask a lot of questions, to do research and just do that because the key to this disease is early detection, early diagnosis, and early treatment. And by doing that, you're going to maximize, you know, what your outlook is going to be like. And I, I just want to encourage anyone that's out there that is looking for answers or they're a diagnosis that doesn't make sense or they're getting a different answer to just pursue that um, with with just as much, you know, determination as possible because it can be a disease that's this misdiagnosed. And uh, even with my mom, you know, they, they, they didn't think that she had anything to do with our nerves. Um, they thought it was, you know, something else. So I encourage people to do that. Well, tell us where we can learn more about uh, Amvutra. Well, you can get more information uh, at amvutra.com. That's A-M-V as in Victor, U-T-T-R-A.com. Olga, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio this evening. And maybe you'll uh, come back in the future and uh, give, us a, give us an update. I would love to do that. Great. Thanks for having me. Okay. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Olga. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com. Health Professional Radio.